You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis, a faith community that welcomes, affirms, and protects the light in each human heart, listens deeply to where love is calling us next, and with humility, courage, and compassion, works to create a more just world. To learn more, visit us at firstuniversalistchurch.org. One, two, three. Here we go. When our heart, when our heart is in a holy place, when our heart is in a holy place, we are blessed with love and amazing grace. When our heart is in a holy when we trust, when we trust the wisdom in each of us, every color, every creed and kind, and we see our faces in each other's then our heart is in a holy place, when our heart is in a holy place, when our heart is in a holy place, we are blessed with love and amazing grace when our heart is in a holy place when we tell our story from deep inside and we listen with a loving mind and we hear our voices in each other's words then our heart is in a holy My name is Ashley, and I'm one of the ministers here at First Universalist Church. This morning, I just want to start by saying congratulations. You made it here. (laughs) At least in body, so far. You showed up here, and you maybe even helped other people, perhaps smaller, perhaps slightly resistant people, to show up also. You have each made a hundred tiny early morning decisions, taking a hundred tiny early morning actions of daily life that allowed us to land here in this moment in worshipful action for love and liberation now. So congratulations. 
That's worth celebrating every time it happens, and it's worth celebrating especially this Sunday when we celebrate New Member Sunday, and we celebrate taking action for love and liberation, showing up with our bodies when it matters, which is one of the core tenets of our life and community together. You can also take action, by the way, via donuts in the social hall after worship. Donuts in honor and celebration and support of our youth and in collaboration with our environmental justice team in the social hall and their drawdown challenge. So that's the update. But this is not just about new members today. The Zen practice of Shoshin calls us each to bring beginner's mind to every day we live. This Sunday, we celebrate how our community has grown with new members, yes, and how we are each reminded to bring this same spirit to our relationships with one another. Each of us can know each other more deeply. Each of us can freshen our relationships with curiosity. Each of us can deepen our bonds with fresh compassion. So this Sunday is about each of us. And so, in the words of our beloved and wise Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout, tempted to panic over where we've wound up or where we've yet to arrive, we are choosing to calm down, to unify our hearts, to circle our spirits around the call of love. We are giving isolation a break and resting for a while in the warmth of community and common purpose. We are putting down our hidden weapons. We are picking up the courage to tell the truth to each other and look each other in the eye and love with infectious, unexempting love. We are getting serious about joy and laughter and singing and kindness and unity, because within them lies more power to change the world for good than division could ever hold. We mean to mean something to this day, which has come to mean life for us. So welcome to First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. If you have come expecting perfection, I encourage you to change your mind. But if you have come to find a place with a people who want to build a community where no one is too young or too old, too queer, too hetero, too black, too brown to matter, too white to get woke, too wealthy, too poor, too disabled to lead our common journey, too ineloquent to have a voice, too timid to make a difference that shakes the status quo, then you have found just the place. Love is alive here and growing in our hearts and hands. And our love is excited to make room for every single one of us here and beyond. Come, let us celebrate. Let us choose truth and joy. Let us comfort and keep each other for a while. And may the power of what we realize in this hour come to heal 
and inspire us. Put all our pettiness to sleep and awaken us to the fullness of our compassion instead. Let us begin to embody that spirit now as we take three breaths, three deep grounding breaths at our own pace together. And now, Jen, would you please join me to light our chalice together? And would all of you please join me in the words of lighting our chalice? Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Good morning. Newest members among us, I invite you to make your way up to the chancel using the stairs or ramp. And congregation, let's sing them up to the chancel with come, come, whoever you are. Please rise. actually a line to that poem that we rarely sing unless we mean it. And it goes like this. Though you've broken your vows a thousand times, though you've broken your vows a thousand times, though you've broken your vows a thousand times, though you've broken your vows a thousand Let's keep going. Come, come. Come, whoever you are, wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving, ours is no caravan of this. Come, come yet again, come one last time, come, 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 whoever you are, wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving. Today, we keep a 164-year tradition in motion. Wanderers, worshipers, lovers of leaving have been saying yes to becoming members of this congregation and holding love and liberation in the center of their living. This morning, our newest members say yes to our community and its work for love and liberation, and we welcome them with joy to First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. Woohoo! Yes, even a cartwheel over there. Okay. 
Celebrating new membership is a way we acknowledge, in ritual and in public, that we need each other, that more comes from our living when we commit to a life of faith together. Community helps us to live more deeply, more honestly, more invested with compassion. In community, we comfort and keep each other in transition and heartbreak, discernment and celebration. Community makes it easier to act for justice, to embrace accountability, to share in joy. In community, each of us is an integral part of something that matters, something that transforms us, our lives, and this world, our planet home. So since this fall, 16 new members have joined the community and helped us to grow. This morning, their names are Todd and Tori Schumann, <laughs> Ingrid Moe, Stephanie and Steve Paquin, and Janelle Fuchs and Melvin. Next service is Marilea Brown, Becca Padilla, Kim Doyle, Margie Nalesny, Tori Ruckel, Nate Bourne, and Julia Eagles. And off-site this morning, being welcomed at the AUW retreat are Tassie Beisers, Marie Sorensen, and Rita Langtoe. Good morning, my name is Matt Keller. I'm a board member here at UU. As a celebration of your new membership, we offer you each a chalice. The chalice's design shows many pieces of glass representing our unique lights that spill to shine, together making one whole orb of beautiful light. With the chalice, you will find four stones. Each represents one way we keep our membership relevant, engaged, and sustaining by nurturing our own spiritual practices, by acting on the calls of love and liberation, by caring for each other and our shared spiritual home, and by deepening our bonds in community. Together, these are the ways you and Unitarian Universalism will hold and change one another. Good morning. My name is Darren Woodson. I use she, they pronouns. And for those with low visibility, I have locked hair, uh, light brown skin, and a green sweater on. <laughs> I am your president of the congregation. <laughs> and I'm just gonna take a selfish moment. I see my first black president in the back, Miss Brianna French. Thank you for paving the way. <laughs> So new members, I'm gonna invite you all at this time to be able to return to your places in the sanctuary, uh, standing as you are among them, if it's comfortable for you, and among the community that welcomes you. <laughs> we at First Universalist are a multi-generational community on purpose. 
and it is significant that all generations and life stages gather to witness and celebrate the threshold moments in each other's spiritual lives. We light a candle now to honor each of the members who helped to found and form this community, the generations of live commitment to love the world and to each other. Their dreams and generosity, their promises and practices show us what is possible. We call their memories to our hearts and their spirits to our celebration. Next, we light a candle now to remember the community that continues beyond us. We acknowledge the generations yet to arrive who have shaped our, who will shape our community after time. May our hopes and gifts, what we promise and how we act, help to bring love to life. May a community be welcomed, be well-loved, and well-kept be our gift to the waiting hands of our next generations. Now, I would like to ask all the children among us to rise if you are able and make some noise. You can make a quack noise, you can make a bark noise, you can make a human noise, but make a noise. Go ahead, stand up. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, yes, yes. <laughs> bring that play and energy into this space. Because our, <laughs> our youngest are often the ones who remind us of curiosity, joy, learning, and play. And our community asks us each to make a practice to value these for the rest of our lives. We are grateful, young ones, of the beautiful ways you shape us just by being you. And now I'm going to ask all those among us who became a member before the year 2000, back in the 1900s, I know. I was born in the late 1900s. Kids remind me that all the time. Please go ahead and stand if you are able to and make some noise. Let it be the inner, yes. <laughs> Dear ones, we are grateful for your care, for your wisdom, uh, for your enduring commitment to our community, whose membership also asks for you, for us, sorry, for us. <laughs> now, would all members of First Universalists please rise if you are able and make some noise. <laughs> I love that noise. <laughs> if you are comfortable with touch, I'm going to invite you now to find someone near you that you would like to hook elbows with or join hands with. And if you're not comfortable with touch, which is totally normal and fine, you may reach your hand out towards another across the aisle or pew. So like just reaching out towards someone. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Now take a moment and look around, take in this, take in this web of connection and care. 
Look up at the balcony if you are able to. Balcony if you can. Take a peek down if you're able to. <laughs> See that connection and care? Our community is made like this, too. It's more powerful and more beautiful when we care well for each other and for the connections between us. May a fierce, abiding love to each other's, for each other, for our whole selves and the whole world around us. Let everyone here, all visitors, members, and friends, all the people gathered, please rise if you are able to, and let us celebrate and welcome our newest members by making some noise. Thank you. Oh, you, uh, you may sit if you like. We're about to sing. Uh, <laughs> this time in, uh, in honor of our ancestry, in honor of the universe which bears us all, and in honor of the life of one of my brothers, our brothers in the artistry, in, in the world of music, uh, who, uh, who died this past, uh, this past week. Yes, we sing to honor all the life inside of this song. It goes, we come from the fire, living in the fire. Go back to the fire, turn the world around. All right, here we go. From the beginning, we come from the fire. Oh. 
part we rehearsed. This is our moment, okay? All right. Here we go. One, two, three. Do you know? Whether it's in words or action, singing or silence, meditation or prayer, intentional breathing, centering. This time we create together is a time of shared and supported spiritual practice. Space where we connect on purpose each week with something larger than ourselves and that deepest place within ourselves. It is a pause a reset, a remembering of who we are and all that we long for. It is the intentional setting of another place at the table for spirit, for possibility, for some of us, for God. So let us set this time apart by settling in and remembering our bodies, by placing our feet on the floor if that feels right and putting down whatever we're holding, if we wish, taking a moment to notice these good bodies we live within. We breathe on purpose, 
Breathing in deeply, breathing out slowly. We do it again and again together. We do this to settle our jangly nervous systems, to quiet the push and pull we feel inside and out, to remember the power of our breath individually and collectively. In these bodies, we inhabit our own individual gateways into the world. These bodies of ours hold our stories and our ancestors known and unknown to us. They hold our scars and our strength. They tell us and teach us about aging and growing, reminding us relentlessly that we too are part of this natural world, not separate or above it, floating up there with those big brains of ours that threaten us with the illusion of separation. Here in our bodies, here in this communal body, we pause to notice, to feel, to remember, to make space for the connection that holds us like a tether to the all and the particular of which we are a part. So as we center ourselves, I invite you not only to breathe, but to stretch. Maybe it's a big stretch, or maybe it's a smaller one. A rolling of your wrists, a lengthening of your fingers, a pedaling of your feet to feel that muscle in your calves. Maybe it's noticing the way that your torso naturally expands and contracts as you breathe. Maybe it's something bigger. As you stretch and breathe, I invite you to notice the places of tightness that exist in your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart. I invite you to notice the places that are tender because of strengthening or growth or use, the places that might be grasping, holding tension or tightening to protect. To notice those places of old injury, renewed or new injury inflamed. Noticing these places we invite our shared breath and the collective care of this community to bring grace and space, loosening and love to those tender places. We can send it to those places with our breath. We release and relent if it feels safe to do so in those spaces where the desire to be right or righteous takes over and gets in the way of our relationships. We acknowledge and say thank you to our muscles and bodies and breath that keep us connected to each other and this earth. We allow for the possibility of care for those tender places 
trusting in the strength of love to hold us even in the places that hurt. And together we bring our attention and care to this community, to those beyond our walls as the cycle of life turns for us all. Our hearts are reaching out this morning to our Muslim siblings in the Twin Cities. This past week, two mosques in our city were set afire in an act of religious hatred. In one instance, 100 people were present in the building, including 50 children in the mosque's daycare center. Our places of worship, all of our places, should be spaces where we can all feel safe. We share in grief that someone tried to rob families of that feeling of security. We are grateful that these fires were extinguished before anyone was hurt. And we stand in solidarity with the Muslim community and unequivocally denounce xenophobia, bigotry, and white supremacy. Horrific acts like the ones committed against Masjid al-Rama and the Mercy Islamic Center here in our community tear at the fabric of us all. We bring love, we bring love and love. Our hearts reach out as well here in this community and across the miles to all of our trans siblings, but especially to Montana legislator, Representative Zoe Zephyr, the peaceful protesters who were arrested recently there and all trans people and their loved ones in Montana and around the country as anti-trans legislation continues to be put forward and passed with increasing momentum. Our hearts reach out. We put our bodies and our hands into action in solidarity. And we welcome now all those cares, worries, joys, celebrations that are in your heart. And we invite you to speak them out loud now if you wish. Together we pray that the grip of addiction might be loosened, that the weight of oppression might be lightened, that grief might be shared, that joy might break through, and that love might make every suffering bearable for us all. Amen.
I pulled into the parking lot five minutes early, attempting and failing at nonchalance. I parked the car, you know, took out my phone, refreshed my email, mindlessly checked the weather again, put my head up, and I took a deep breath. And I made my way over to a few folks bundled up in the 32 degrees in a breeze. Yes, this story happened this spring. One of them had a box drum, the others with pitch pipe and blankets. They see me approaching and they call out, are you here to sing? Relief at their invitation. Yes, are you here for the song circle too? By the time I left an hour later, my fingers and toes numb, my chest, lungs and heart vibrating with warmth. I felt the hope that accompanies finding connection through learning together, sharing joyfully, and for me, the spiritual practice of singing. A few other things on my recently tried list. I took a new bus route. I tried a new recipe. Ended up improvising said recipe when I realized it was for an instant pot. I don't have an instant pot. I gave it to a neighbor months ago after several failed risottos. At church, I've square danced. I've sat down, took a few breaths. Instead of flaunting a cultural status symbol of very busy. I've introduced myself and learned the name of at least one person I didn't know every Sunday. I learn about what brings us to church this morning, what's occupying our time these days, and swap stories about recent recipe fails. These things are not profound, but they are a practice. So I'm, I'm curious, willingly or perhaps by necessity, what new things have you all tried recently? Yoga. Yoga. Roller derby. Awesome, roller derby. <laughs> Bowling. Painting. Painting. Lobbying for Habitat for Humanity, yes. And so we can tell from our responses that we can all empathize with the newest members in our midst and the feelings that accompany trying something new. We had to be open to possibilities like looking like we didn't know what we were doing, releasing control, trusting others, Perhaps, in my case, resorting to eating cereal for dinner. I don't hate that, actually. We've all been new at things many times over in our lives. The curiosity, open-mindedness, and courage alongside the reservations, reality checks, and persistence required can be a roller coaster. It would be exhausting and draining to always be new, right? Or would it? 
As we welcome new members this morning, I invite us to think of being new, not as a stage we grow out of, but a posture of mind, heart, and body that we adopt, no matter our tenure. There is a name for this. In Japanese Zen Buddhism, it's called Shoshin, or beginner's mind. Having a beginner's mind means being open, childlike in play, curiosity and sincerity. Zen monk and the author of Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, Shunru Suzuki, teaches that paradoxically, the more we know about something and the more we think of ourselves as experts in that subject, the more likely we are to close our minds to further learning. Shoshin, or a beginner's approach to life, is, like church membership, more of a state than a trait. That is, our membership is always new if approached with a beginner's mind. Cultivating a beginner's mind includes being open to the idea that we may not know as much as we think we do. We can become so deeply attached to our stories of how something is or how something will go. Our stories are familiar. We generally like familiar. When we fear being criticized or judged, we try to create a sense of safety for ourselves by acting as if we know more or feel differently than we really do. What if we created true safety and community through building, building relationships as part of our active membership, participating in spiritual practice group, engaging with a faithful action team, volunteering at church, and companioning one another in a small group community? New members generally aren't as shy as about what they don't know, even if they're lifelong you use. As relative beginners here, they entertain questions about Unitarian Universalism, our principles and sources, and what relevant, sustainable membership will look like for them willingly and publicly. The feedback I get after class is that it's helpful to hear about each of our unique journeys and shared questions as part of the membership process. Similarly, when I've sat down and I've shared stories with someone I didn't know as well at church, we listened with an open heart, heard our voices in each other's words, I feel more known and connected from those interactions than busybodying around the building has ever done for me. Trying new things is hard when the world around us feels unpredictable and unforgiving. Forging new relationships and building community can be daunting. I get it, many of us here are introverts, but our belonging isn't found in our expertise or maintaining some version of perfection. It's in our being, in our openness to transform 
from the relationships and experiences we build with each other over time. When we discern and decide to say yes to membership at a Unitarian Universalist congregation, we join a living tradition. Membership is a choice to be new that we make over and over again, not a status granted once and carried unchanged forever. We cannot live our UU values in isolation. Nothing living thrives in isolation. What if we adopted a beginner's mindset for multiple Sundays in the service of bringing openness and care to the mysteries within us, between us, and around us? Maybe it becomes a spiritual practice. Imagine our shared future. Letting ourselves be so bold as to reintroduce ourselves and let ourselves be known. So vulnerable as to engage in membership with renewed curiosity about who is here. And so open-hearted as to listen deeply to us answer. May it be so. Every week when we gather, one of the spiritual practices we participate in together is that of stewardship and generosity. We give and receive and grow together, taking turns at times with that giving and receiving, but always growing. If this is a time when you need to receive, please let one of the ministers know. We have funds from this community to support each other in difficult times. And if today is a day when you have something to give of your financial resources, today's offering will go to support one of the ways that we are interconnected as a Unitarian Universalist community beyond these walls. Our offering this morning will go to support those members of our congregation who will be serving as delegates to our Unitarian Universalist Association General Assembly. This is one of the ways that we connect across congregations to do our big work together. This year in particular, we are having conversations as an association about how we are together and what binds us to one another. And we are also electing a new president of the Unitarian Universalist Association. That presidential candidate, the Reverend Dr. Sophia Betancourt, will be here with us next Sunday, preaching at the 9 and 11 service. I hope you will be here. It will be powerful, powerful time together. So this morning, I ask you to help us steward our connections beyond these walls to our larger Unitarian Universalist Association. Please give as generously as you are able as we support not just this place, but our entire association of congregations through our active participation. Our offering will now be received.
Yes, let's sing together. The hymn is called The Fire of Commitment. As we renew who we are in the community, let us sing thereof. Rise with me and let us be one voice. beginner's mind breathes new life. On your way down to the social hall for donuts and fruit, I invite you to introduce yourself to someone near you and ask them, what are you new at these days? May our responding and listening open us to a renewed sense of connection as we unfurl ourselves into the grace of beginning again. One more tradition. 
friend of ours, let's sing together. Where you go, I will go. Here we go. Where you go. Thanks for listening. If you've been comforted or inspired by this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Podcasts are free to download, but they cost money to make. Visit firstuniversalistchurch.org donate to make your gift. We'd love for you to join us in person or online Sunday mornings. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.